0: Hello, and welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast where we find our way to more peace and joy, even though we sometimes are navigating negative emotions and crappy feelings. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with Mary Hayes Greco. We're here. We're here. And so, Mary, we're making our way through all of the steps, the eight steps of forgi- for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. This is your... Uh, trusty recipe for healing emotional pain. That's right.
1: And we're going to talk about step three, which yes. is where the rubber hits the road.
0: This is it. This the rubber is where hits the road. our working
1: definition of forgiveness to release an expectation that's causing you to suffer Ooh, starts good. happening.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So we've been kind of going through, we've done the overview, we've been doing a deep dive on each step. And we just finished up with stating your emotional truth as Mm -hmm. it is. We've journeyed
1: through step one, using our will to make Mm -hmm. a change in attitude and move forward. Step two, expressing our feelings just as they are inside us, really speaking our emotional truths. And now we're working into step three, which is in the mind, where we have got some expectations rigidly. Driving some suffering mm. that we experience, and this is where we have the power to unhook, unlatch, let go, and start letting um, a new day dawn. So, yeah. So, before we talk specifically about this,
0: the step, this step, let's talk more uh, about expectations. Mm-hmm. And I love how you frame this. I, I mean, it's really brilliant, Mary. That's well, I
1: inherited this definition, <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but it's it's really something. And when you start take when you start understanding it, you see the world differently.
1: You do. You start yeah. realizing how much um, power you have to adjust your attitudes in life as as you go along. So you're really focused on the good, yeah. seeing the good in yourself and others, seeing the good in your situations, and um, clearing out the. Uh, negativity and the mm-hmm. underbrush and the old dusty spiders in your brain so that you can see reality as it is and love it as it is. This is all yeah. about loving your life as it is. So we've talked, in, we've talked in other episodes about
0: expectations and when there's a gap between expectations you have, you hold for something, a person or a situation.
1: And the reality yeah. of how they're behaving or what the situation will really produce for you the size of that gap is the size of your resentment yes yes and we are we are dissolving that gap between us and having a good day and having a good life and the way things are playing out on the ground right now we are we are learning to see reality as it is and love it as it is even as we make new choices and new creations in our life
0: and so your big tool for kind of closing that gap is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's your you call it your favorite power tool. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, so in this
1: part of the process, you are engaging your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you have stated your will to have a different attitude. You have gotten a lot of feelings out about how much you don't like something. I really don't like this. I don't like this thing that you do or this way that you failed me or this situation, which is frustrating. I really hate it a lot. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. You've gotten all that emotional um, energy expressed, very, very straight on, very Mm -hmm. real. And now you're ready to, you have felt a shift inside that says, okay, well, that's it. I've kind of dumped it out on the table, I've emptied the pot, now what? And the answer to now what is to look at your mind and see what have I been attached to? What Mm -hmm. expectation have I been attached to in my mind? And it's usually something positive Mm -hmm. that we need and desire and that we Mm -hmm. were hoping this other person would be or do for us. And they can't. They can't or they won't. We don't always Mm -hmm. know why. And so we need to get real About that, and look to have our life happiness and needs fulfilled in new and different ways while we let go of our um, tether on this uh, other person and how we think they should be behaving.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm remembering one of the workshops that I was at. I think maybe it was the first workshop I attended. There was another woman in there who was there to forgive her husband for being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And part of her resistance to doing that or, or the stumbling block that she found difficult to get over was that she thought she was going to have to let go of the idea that, that um, he should be faithful. right. Right. But and, what she learned in this step was she had to let go of the expectation that he was faithful.
1: That he could have been faithful up until now. Yeah. That, you know, she found that this is this is a bottom line for her. This is a deal right. breaker. You only get one of these, dude. Right. You only get one of these. I'm going to forgive this one. I'm going to rebuild trust. It might take a little while. But, and if you ever do that again, I'm out. I have a well, boundary.
0: And I, I honestly don't know whether she was going to be out of the marriage or not, but she thought that if she was going to forgive him, that she was somehow giving up her, her value around um, having a monogamous
1: relationship. Right. And, and she had a point because he made mm-hmm. a promise. Yeah. You know, a marriage vow is a promise, and yeah. usually people assume or promise that they will be faithful. To one person in their marriage. And he broke that. Right. He broke an agreement. That's wrong. We can call it out and say that's wrong. Right. If he was unhappy with their romantic life or if he was feeling drawn to another relationship, it would have been preferable if he'd communicated Mm -hmm. his needs to her. Yeah. If they'd had some honest conversations, if they kind of got to the bottom of what's not good for you in this marriage that you're straying like this that would have been nice but that's not what happened no he carried on this thing he lied she found out in a painful way ouch she felt enraged humiliated disappointed frightened about the future all these things um and so she needed to do some healing about this so sometimes we're saying with people um who are in our lives actively i am letting go of the expectation that you could have done this before now. Yeah. up until now. And here here's the notice for you. Yeah. Here's here's a boundary. This is step 4. Here's my boundary. I you you know what? I will always like you and love you, but I won't stay with you if you can't be um faithful to me.
0: Yeah, so she got clarity on how important that value was to her. Right. And she was very relieved that forgiving him didn't mean that she had to throw no, that out No. She gets to say
1: she gets to yeah. Rage and say that's wrong. You know, you betrayed me. You you hurt something beautiful that we had. You hurt it. You mangled us, and and it's your fault. It's your fault that you mangled us. She gets to say that to the empty chair. You know. Yeah. She gets to call him all sorts of names if she wants to, um, but then she's clearing. She's clearing the space for her to make a clear decision about. Well, can I go forward here and rebuild trust under the, a uh, you know stated agreement that we're you know we're um faithful to each other or do i is it just too broken you know for some people it just it just got broke and they need to clear the pain and the hate out and move on and leave cuz they actually won't be able to rebuild trust it's right. i guess a very tricky yeah. story That is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so when we're looking at releasing expectations from your mind one by one, there's a whole part of this that is about about figuring out what your expectations
1: were. Right. You know, and you you
0: might not realize that you had expectations. Right, but
1: but you you could just look to what have I been crying about? What have uh I been saying, you know, in my pain? What are the things I'm saying? You know, uh, you... You lied to me. Yeah. Well, the expectation is that you would have been honest. Right? If you right. turn it on its head. What's okay. the positive thing that got broken there? You went to bed with another person. What's the expectation? You would have been sexually faithful to me mm-hmm. alone, like we, like I am to you, and like we planned. So we have these uh, these clues as we really plummet and release our our pain about. What it is that I expect yeah. from somebody?
0: Yeah, and I I've talked about doing some forgiveness work with stuff that happened way in the past for me. My first job out of college, when I was at a working at a crisis house, and it was unsafe. It turned out to be unsafe, and another worker there was was harmed, and I, I carried pain around that. And when I finally went in and learned how to do forgiveness work, and then I'm like, okay, this is. This.
1: And I think I remember that you discovered that you thought the leaders in that organization and the the head counselors, the people who had more experience than you, you thought they would have been wiser. That's right. You thought, yeah. you expected that they would have recognized the danger as yeah. you were with your intuition, recognizing a danger situation, and they did not or they, they could not let themselves or something, but yeah. you had this expectation that they would have done the right thing and yeah. that that harm would have been avoided Yeah, and that and that would have been a positive experience for both that woman and yourself instead it, of a traumatic one. It,
0: you're exactly right. And, that, and it, I had to hone in on that. I expected them to have a safe environment. Mm-hmm. I expected them to care about our well-being. And, and to listen to you because yeah. you
1: were speaking That's that, right. And they I didn't had, yep. take it seriously.
0: I had some concerns and I raised them and I was dismissed.
1: And you were really trying to uh, protect yeah. the safety of yourself and your co-worker. And you, you recognized the danger. And so, you know, we have expectations of our politicians that they yeah, yeah. are into it for ethical and service-oriented reasons, right. and some of them aren't. They're into it for greed reasons or ego reasons. Mm-hmm. We have expectations that our ministers and priests are truly spiritual mm-hmm. and have done enough self-reflection that they are appropriate yeah. with children and with... Um, people going through difficulty instead of making it worse. We expect them to be wise, and uh, it's, it's not always the case. So, uh, and, and this is uh, the tricky part about forgiveness, is that our whole society is a web of expectations. Right. We expect right. people to be professional right. at work. We expect people to show up on time, to be polite, to be decent, mm-hmm. whatever that means to us to be kind. We have all sorts of positive expectations. When we're raising our children, we're training them in expectations. This is what you do. This yeah. is what you you always do this because this is what a polite person does or this is what a responsible person does. And so it's trickier when we're working with children because they're all just learning it. But we yeah. expect grown ups to have the same behavioral guidelines that we do. In fact, here's, here's the handful of really common expectations people okay. have. We expect people to understand life in a similar way that we understand life. Ooh. We expect people to know uh, the things that we know from our background training, from our parents about politeness and responsibility and and decency and all of that. We expect people to have similar spiritual understandings as we do, and and they don't. They may have real different beliefs Mm -hmm. than we do. And we expect people to be the same amount of mature that we are, the same level of emotional maturity, and maybe they aren't at all. Yeah. And lastly, we expect people to be sane.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs>
1: we expect them to be not cray-cray. <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah. We expect them to, to be be sane. Yeah. And you know, a quarter of families in the nation are dealing with someone who's mentally ill and they're... Their extended family, and yeah. it causes great havoc and chaos and yeah. and drama. And uh, as soon as we start realizing, oh, this is what they call a borderline personality, and they mm. really make everyone around them spin around them. And they yeah. do that; they create drama. Oh, well, this person's got depression. Oh, this person is is bipolar, and she goes off the rails every spring. You know, I yeah. have I have a beloved relative who goes off the rails every spring, in May, her bipolar thing just kicks off, and she does crazy things, like, you know, run out of town to live in New York, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, join a rock and roll band, and she's 47, and, you know, Mm. things like that, you know, and I know, I, I, I expect nothing and everything from this relative, and I don't spend much time with her, I don't live in the same city, but I have a great deal of compassion for her immediate siblings, who are always trying to to hold the space to keep her safe yeah. while not going nuts themselves and understanding that, you know, springtime she's kind of in this space and in win- deep winter she's in that space, and this is how I stay sane around that. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have expectations that people are, are like us and that they, right. they should know and behave like we do, and uh, very often they don't.
0: Well, and I I love this step. I'm gonna sound like a broken record because I love all the steps. (laughs) You're full of love, Aaron. That's why I I love you. You're full of love. I have learned learned so much healing. I do. I love love it. (laughs) But I love this step because, say for example, you're saying I'm gonna forgive this person for being a jerk. You know when you start turning it around into, well, what did I expect? Yeah, what does jerk mean to me? Yeah, I expected this person to treat me with respect. Mm -hmm. I expected this person to
1: um, value what I brought to the table or something like that. And to read the situation the way I read the situation and to behave appropriately to the situation according to what i think is appropriate to the situation.
0: Right, but as you as you engage in that and there's a little bit of analysis that you have to do and maybe you have to journal or you have to figure it out a little bit and you this is a mental step, so it's right for your for you to be thinking about it you learn so much about what you what you value. That's what right. I found. I learned so much about what I value right. based on what people have disappointed me with. Right, I know. And, <laughs> and it, the result is I know myself better, and then I'm armed with that going into the future in a way where I, I can go, oh, okay, that's really important to me.
1: Right, and for the most part, this is how I choose people. And for the most yeah, part, yeah. this is where I will stay in a job and where I won't stay in a job mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And I think my greatest... Uh, gifts from uh, people that I've had to forgive or there's there's two people one is exactly my next door neighbor yeah and one is exactly someone who works nearby in this building Mm -hmm. where we are and so I see them all the time yeah and uh, they don't like me each Mm -hmm. of these two people can you understand that (laughs) I, I I feel like I am like you know I, I I mean to be the most likable person on the planet. I really want people to like me, but
0: gosh, I mean, you know what, Erin? There's two a lot people of people who really don't yeah.
1: like me. They really think there's things wrong with me, and you know, they don't want they don't want to say hello to me, and they scowl at me <sighs> when they see me. And so, I have released expectations of two people, my next door neighbor, my next door coworker, that they like me. Yeah, and I release the expectation that they are friendly. Yeah. And I released the expectation that they would crave community yeah. uh, interactions the way I crave community interactions. And so when I see these two different women, for a second, this smile wants to fly onto my face <laughs> and I want to wave and say, yeah. Hi, so-and-so. Yeah. And then I remember, oh, wait a minute. They don't want me to say hi to them. They, they actually don't like me and they want me to leave them the heck alone. Yeah. So I, st- I feel this rise start to come to be like... Friendly, And I go, oh, no, no, that's her. Okay. And I just walk quietly by yeah. with my little bubble of light around me intact. <laughs> and, and, and I think, okay, they, they get to dislike me if they want. I don't you, need them it's to It's giving like me. them the freedom to be who they are, too. Exactly. It's not, and and not I've having... been living, co- cohabiting with these two people, one of them for, you know, I forgave her for like 20 years ago. And I'm, I've been at peace with her unfriendliness yeah. for twenty years, and the other one for the oh, last uh, five or six years. Yeah, yeah, and I see them all the time.
0: That's so fascinating.
1: This is this is peace on earth, you know, in action. Is it is I don't, peace on earth? I don't hate them. I don't yeah. get in their face and say, "What's the matter with you?" For God's sake, say hello when somebody walks in the building. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> who raised you?
0: <laughs> well, you know, this reminds me of my friend Jane, who she was really unhappy in a job she had. And she kept kind of butting heads with her boss and she was she would explain, I'd hear about it a lot, you know. And she actually went through one of the workshops and decided to forgive her boss. And when she got to this step, like what what is she forgiving him for? And she was
1: forgiving what him. What expectation is she letting she, go of? She had an expectation yeah. that
0: as a leader, he would have a big picture vision mm. for uh-huh. and, and lead from that. Right. And instead, he he didn't. He was very much reactive, and he just did the next thing. And you know, he was petty and small. And well, and he just he wasn't doing it the way she thought it should be done. And uh, when she realized that. It wasn't even so much about him. It was about her. She had a value that I want to be in an organization where the leader has a big vision right. and is leading in toward it.
1: Right. I and, want to be part of something that's really expansive and, and effective and yeah. fun and visionary. Yeah. And instead, we're all kind of you know plodding along and bumping into walls and having right. all hissy fits. And this is not what I think is very aesthetically pleasing. So,
0: she. It was interesting because when she when she had that aha when she went through the steps and got to that point where she was letting go of the expectation that he would be you know a visionary, um, then she was like, oh, this isn't even about him. This is about her and her need to have that kind of leadership. So I. That's one example for why
1: I love this step. I love looking at right. the world from and the standpoint of And then she gets to choose whether she yeah. will stay in that organization because there's a lot of good things about it and she can rest her yeah. mind on that goodness. She can find her own inner Visionary leader self yeah. and work from that space to the extent that she's able to with this person who has more power yeah. in the structure than she does.
0: Well, and I think she ended up leaving,
1: but mm-hmm. she did in a good
0: way, mm-hmm. and she didn't have to, you know, get mad and Call them names. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. It was just, oh,
1: this isn't a fit right. for me. And this is it's a great example because a lot of people deal with um, bosses or people who have more power in a, in a structure. Yeah, and you can't always. Uh, bring your difficulty with them to them. (laughs) It's not going to go well, right? right. (laughs) but you need to clear it enough that you can work with them and around them and through them to whatever extent you can.
0: Okay. So we are talking about why it's so important about Figuring out what your expectations are, and that that is actually an important aspect. That's this is the rubber meets the road, right? Part and of this is where
1: you you get to know yourself better, and yeah. you honor your values, and then you begin this, this transformational process by naming that out loud, and then saying, "This is what I prefer," right? Not this is what has to happen. Right. This is what should happen. This is right. the right thing to happen. Well, even though to me it seems right
0: mm-hmm.
1: that this would be different, I prefer it would be this way but step 3 has a few parts but it's not that way and i will no longer suffer therefore i now release my expectation that this person has a shining guiding vision yeah. for the organization i let that go yeah. and you go inside and you let that go yeah. and you and you put your boundaries on in step 4 and say and this so this is you and this is me right. and in step 5 you open up for something good to happen anyway Another one of my
0: favorite stuffs. <laughs> I love that stuff. I know.
1: Yeah. Well and so I part of this
0: so you're rele- you're you're getting clear on exactly what you're releasing. You're not just releasing the
1: person. Okay. Yeah, you're not saying, Okay, I forgive you. You're yeah. saying, you know, here's these four things. Yeah. I would really prefer that you were calm and strong yeah. in all circumstances yeah. in our organization. But you are not. Yeah. And I'm not going to get upset about that. I will be calm and strong. Mm-hmm. I release my expectation that you will behave in a calm and strong way when fires yeah. need to be put out or whatever. Yeah. And you need to take a little pause for that and kind of let that slide away downstream. This is what I wished, but it's not. I'm letting mm-hmm. it go. And here's the next one. And I would really prefer that you uh, conferred with me and listened to my expertise mm-hmm. and took my advice at, at key times. But you don't. And I am not going to feel insulted about that anymore. I am going to do my best with what I got here, and I release my expectation that you would confer with me and take my advice. Mm-hmm. And You pause and you let that one go, and then there's maybe two other ones, mm-hmm. you know. And you you state them individually. So it's really like untangling a knot, or you know, yeah. untying a, a balled up bunch of shoelaces. You have to take one at a time, right? And and tease it out so you can really see it. And, and say, this is what I wanted, but I can't have it with you. I'm letting it go.
0: Great, Mary. So, okay, so in we're, we're talking through all these steps, the eight steps, and this is step number three. Um, the goal of this whole process, this whole recipe that you have, is so that people can, can bring this with them. You know, they can take it into their lives and use it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. Big things and, and small things. Yeah, and so as they get better and better at it. And... That's, this, the other reason why I really love this step is because once you start looking at the world through the lens of expectations, you start seeing them before they've even disappointed
1: you. <laughs> like right. You start, I and know, you could start dealing yeah. with the traffic jam and yeah. your garage sale which was going to be amazing, and then it rained for three days, and you couldn't do it right then. There's just things we don't control. Right. But
0: I've just noticed that it's it's helped me
1: understand what
0: I expect from people because sometimes people disappoint us. We didn't even know there was an expectation there. Mm -hmm. But then we find out, oh, I expected them to be this way, and they weren't. So I love this step because it's helped me see it more clearly. And I use this now even – When I'm not doing forgiveness work, just with my kids or with my husband, it's like I'm doing
1: preemptive forgiveness. I guess so. (laughs) And I'm saying, what are your expectations? Oh, you know, you go, what are you expecting here?
0: And then they say it, and I go, well, I'm expecting this, you know. And then we can try to match it up on the front end, right?
1: Yeah, right. Then you can so work out some agreements. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I would really like to be able to expect that you would take the dog out without me asking you because it's your job and it happens twice a day. I would like to expect that it just happens without and that you know what time it is. Can I expect that? Mm-hmm. And maybe the young person says, well, I don't know, I forget. And you say, well, you know, maybe uh, how about if I remind you twice a day for the next four days and then you just do that? Could I expect that of you? and you you they would say well yeah okay and i'll try and step up to that uh-huh. or no i don't know you're going never i'm always going to forget then you kind of work around what's what's workable
0: yeah and so i guess the other part about this step that i just want to ask you to speak more about is that this when we forgive when we go through we're not settling we're not we're actually we're getting clear. realistic. We're getting realistic, and we're we're knowing ourselves better. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually... And we're holding
1: out a picture of what we think is good. Yeah. This is what I think is good. This is what I think is good for all of us here in this family or in this home or in this organization. Yeah. This is what I would really prefer to see happen. What about it? You guys in? You want to sign on to this? You want to, you know, practice it? Or is this the part that I have to just give up? Yeah. Oh, I can have this... People will agree to this, but I have to let go of that because yeah. they won't. Good. And then you then you are being realistic and in harmony. Okay, so I think this was a
0: pretty thorough discussion. I'm, do you have any more pro tips for us on uh, <laughs> how to
1: do step three? Yeah, well, I just want to say how important it is in family life, um, in our most intimate family life with our spouses. Uh-huh. We're with our spouses for deep and good reasons yeah. and there's certain things they do that drive us crazy mm-hmm. and are we going to keep being crazy or are we going to try and you know work that out or are we going to let go and let them be the shape that they are yeah so it's really important with spouses in my own marriage um, my husband is a wonderful person and we've been together 37 years or something like that um, but he's got a chronic illness and he has no energy he's always tired he's always in pain and he has to really do his day on his own terms. Mm. and So I've had to learn to release expectations that he would jump up and go out to breakfast with me, mm. that he would be able to go pick up something at the store that I need for cooking tonight because he, he, he can't. He can't yeah. go out the door. He has to go lie down again. So if I expect my husband to do the chores and the social things that a healthy person could do easily I resent him because mm. he's not doing him. if I let those go to be realistic with someone who's living with this kind of um chronic condition then he's a dream guy he's yeah. he's wonderful I, he's he's just eminently enjoyable and I'm lucky to be with him yeah but uh I have to find other people to go out to breakfast with right right oh, good yeah That's and then great. one last point is that yeah and the extended family you know, you marry into a whole mm-hmm. family that you. Right. Maybe your spouse is wonderful, but their rest, their siblings are really annoying, <laughs> or their parents are very controlling or mean or something. You get the whole package. Yeah, you're going to be interfacing with these these people for a lifetime and holidays and uh, funerals and weddings and stuff like that. So there's always some character on the landscape of an extended family where you think, Oh my God to see that person
0: <gasps>
1: oh i'm going to try not to wring his neck you know or i'm going to really try not to you know yeah. start a fight with him over politics at the dinner table <laughs> and so you have people in your extended tribe that you need to practice forgiveness with if you're going to coexist in a in a friendly way
0: yeah and that's great and it's doable Yeah. And and we can we can handle it. Yeah, you might as well just
1: pick up your forgiveness practice just before Thanksgiving and and the Christmas holidays and Oh uh, family reunions yeah. yeah oh no is he gonna be there? Oh <laughs> I still hate him because of this thing oh, okay and you can do some preemptive forgiveness Well that's this is an excellent discussion
0: around step three and releasing expectations and how that fits into the whole the whole process, the eight steps. So we're gonna leave it right there and in our next episode we will move on to step four, which is, Restore Restoring your boundaries.
1: boundaries. Okay. Hooray. Yay. I your love freedom's that. Freedom's on the way.
0: Okay. Well, if you would like to share with us some some example of an expectation that you let go of or that you didn't know you were holding, and then you f- figured it out. Please. And what
1: that relief felt like? Yeah, did tell it feel, us what that felt did like. Did it feel like you know you b- were breathing better, and you didn't stay up at night anymore? What did that relief? Yeah, feel send like? us
0: an email. We'd love to hear from you. You can send it to Aaron at RiseAndThriveShow dot com, or send it to Mary at RiseAndThriveShow dot com. And uh, go ahead and check out our website, RiseAndThriveShow dot com and uh, see other ways of connecting with us. And then we also want to invite you to go wherever you get your podcasts, if that's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and leave us a rating and a review, especially if you really like what you're hearing. That That's a great way for other people to discover this podcast, so we'd appreciate it if you do that. Thank you so much to Daniel Zamzow, our wonderful sound engineer, and for the Rise and Thrive podcast, I'm Erin Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. See you next time. You just kick that door